How do? How do? Tony Wilson, life story. Take it away, mate. Wherever you want to start from, like I said, Tony. Well, if I start from my first ever scar, two and a half years old, my father. Did you? I can't remember it, no. Right, okay. Apparently, my stepmother thinks that it was a, a fly fishing rod, you know, done with a fly fish. But years later, when I met my sisters, yeah. who my mother, my real mother had, Years later, who I now know and speak to, yeah. said, "No, that's a lot oh, of shit." That's nice, Tony. Uh, yeah, and I love them all to bits. So we'll come in, come to that. I usually ask that at the start. Oh, they're, no, that. They're, yeah, well, sorry, mate. Yeah, it's all yeah, right. No, it's that's all good. Right. That's good. It's all right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I was two and a half. Got my first scar. It's, it's on my chin there somewhere. Um. That was being kicked down the stairs, and me had going through a glass window, apparently. Um, I don't know if it was a fly fishing or that, but from experience after that, from when I was five or six, I would imagine my dad give it me. Um, when I first went into care, me, me, me dad worked nights. Yeah. And apparently he abused my real mother badly, physically. And in them days, it was that was the thing. That's what a lot of men did. They, they just did. I don't know why, but it went on a lot, domestic violence. Yeah, my mother um, never spoke about it. She died quite young, so it was not something we've ever discussed. But she didn't have the best time no, well, in the 60s. Well, and I, there's a horrific story when I met my sisters that I was told about by them. My dad had died. Um, where they told me that my real mother had been kicked down the stairs and lost my, my brother or oh. sister. Uh, I didn't find this out till 30, 40 years later. Um, so anyway, I get to put in care at two and a half. Peter was a month old. So Peter was on this side younger of the bed, brother. I'm on this side of the bed. Younger brother. Yeah, younger brother. Um, my uh, dad worked nights. He injured himself at work, came home early, found her in bed with someone else. They, she left, because my dad worked nights, he couldn't look after us. So we were in the children's home. And even to this day, I can still remember the children's home was, was good, it was okay. Um, but I used to say to my dad, when can I come home, when can I come home, when can I come home? Every Saturday I'd meet him on the wall and I'd wait for him to come. And my face would light up and I, I, all I ever wanted was for Saturday to come round so I could go out with my dad. Yeah, that's all I remember. I don't remember anything bad. Anyway, a couple of years in this home, he brought a woman who I now know to be my stepmother and uh, her young son, who ended up being my stepbrother. Are you still in touch with him? No, um, that's another story. Okay. Uh, so, I goes back home Peter wouldn't go home because to he live. don't. Yeah, yeah, I went back home to live with this woman and my dad yeah. and my younger brother uh, and my stepbrother. Uh, he was only a baby, uh, and I remember getting to the top of the hill. I lived on the bottom of Rawson Street, Farmworth, one four seven Rawson Street. That's where I was going, Farmworth. And there's a little humpback bridge at the at halfway up. There's a shop there. I still think there's a shop there. And I remember, Dad, Dad, can I get, can I bike down this hill? And I had a bike what I had from the home. And I cycled down this hill. Now, unbeknownst to me, that would be the last time I owned a bike. That would be the last bike I ever had. Um, even though they could have afforded one, I never got one. Ricky always got one, but I never did. So biking down this hill goes in the house. And I've just got nothing but nightmares from that house. Uh, being frightened, uh, scared, getting battered all the time for silly things, making a noise. Uh, I couldn't have any fun. If I laughed too loud, I got beat, slippered, belted. How old were you then, Tony? Six or seven. Uh, was, was your younger brother there as well? No, Peter refused to come home. Uh, will he explain? I 
I, I don't fully understand back then how the care system worked. Right, Pete, Did he actually have a say as a five-year-old? Well, he was a baby when he got put in care as a month old. Yeah. So he was with Jean, who years later she adopted him and he went to live with her for Is years. that someone who worked in the care home? Yeah, she was the head of the home, Jean. Really? Yeah, yeah, she was the head of the home. Wow. So Peter flatly refused to go for years. He won't go. He won't go home. And when he did go home, his, his, he had it worse than me, really, because he wasn't physically built like I was. He was yeah. a lot smaller. He was what's called, my dad used to say, you're the run to the litter. Yeah, that's what he used to you say to Peter. You saying that? Yeah, you're the run to the litter. I used to lie on top of Peter when my dad would start with the belt, trying to cover him up. Um, and he'd just lever us with slipper. We'd have welts on top of welts on top of welts across our back. Can I ask you, mate, um, was anything brought up about the marks or anything like that? No, because it was a, the one time he gave me a black eye, he kept me off school. Um, so there was no physical? There was no physical marks that you could see per se, yeah. There was, um, and them days they just, it, it was accepted that, oh, well, he, he misbehaved, well, you must have deserved it. Even if it was something... The worst thing was than the beatings that I remember now was the food, being starving all the time. Because don't forget, I was in children's home. I was getting a breakfast, which was substantial. You could have a cereal, then a cup of bacon sarnie or whatever you wanted, and yeah. um, toast or whatever. You, you have a nightmare well, about care. You were in well, a good... Yeah, I, and then I'd have my dinner, which would be a proper cooked dinner, pudding. Um, and then you'd have your tea, which would be... Same again, a cup of tea and a pudding, and then you'd maybe get a biscuit at seven o'clock. Well, when I got there, it was horrendous. I'd get a, I'd get Weetabix, two Weetabix, made with Marvel milk, and hardly any of that poured onto a bowl, and it would dry up, and it, I'd be eating raw Weetabix, and that'd be it. Then I'd go for my lunch at, at school, which would be a lunch, until, she, until my stepmother decided to put me on packed lunches, which was a nightmare. I was getting like nasty spreads, you know, them cheap paste. Yeah. Horrible paste, some beef paste, crab paste, cheddar spread, uh, nasty, and a club biscuit, and uh, probably got water from the, I didn't, I don't, it was horrendous. And then I'd get home and have beans on toast. I was the only kid allowed a chair in assembly because I used to faint. And even now, if I don't eat when I should, I get fainter. I get, I can feel myself start shaking. I've got to get something to eat. Well, back then I couldn't just help myself to food. I tried that a few times. I'd sneak down eating dry bread. Sometimes even gnawing at the bone that my dad had left the night before when he got in. He'd have a T-bone steak and I'd be gnawing at the bone. That's what I was going to ask you, Tony. Was, was money tight and- No. You, was it his, his stepbrother? Did he get fed? Yeah, and, yeah. He, well, years later, when I was on packed lunches, he was at school. He was always giving chippy money to get chippy at, at dinner time, so he could get chips, pudding, peas, and gravy, or whatever he could get. Me, I'd get a, a beef paste butter or a, a cheddar spread sandwich or a crab paste butter. And that'd be it, and a club biscuit. I can't, I can't understand why uh, a dad. It wasn't my dad's fault was because my dad worked, and he'd give, and he'd be either in was bed. He, was he not it, there because he was on night? He was, he was in bed, or he wasn't there, no. But um, it was horrendous, and even to this day, even though Peter's in touch with her, I still can't forgive what I was treated like because. She was morbidly obese. You're talking super overweight, yeah? You don't yeah. get like that unless you eat like a pig, yeah? Um, and I don't care if she sees this, yeah? It was bad. Rick, well, it, Rick, it Ricky, memories at the end of the day, he could walk in our house, right? Open the fridge, get a bottle of milk and just start drinking out of the sterilised bottle. Eat what... If I tried that, <sighs> there'd be hell to pay. So it's, it's, not, it's not the fact that you're not a child because your brother was... It was a two-tier system. It was a two-tier system. It must be difficult as a child, but do you remember, you know, were you not nice to her? Did you not do what she said? No, was, I always did. Some I, I always did what she said, but um, it made me thieve. 
I used to steal. I used to steal money any any time I could out of a purse or out of my dad's pocket, and then go to the cafe and get something to eat. And that's what I did. Whenever chance I got to steal, I would do, and I'd always go to the same cafe and buy food. And I'd sit there and eat a nice hot meal, and I was chuffed. And then if I had anything left over, I'd buy cigs. When I first bought 10 cigarettes, it was nine and a half P for 10 number 10. How old were you then, mate? Nine. Nine, I started smoking when I was nine. Um, so that was a bit of a problem, getting money for cigs. But it weren't that it weren't that big a deal because they were only nine and a half P. I never got pocket money as a kid off of my parents. Um, I, I was treated like a bit of a slave as well. You know, I'd have to go to the laundrette and do all the washing, fold it all up. Uh, were you aware in... of this? You know, oh. as a child, sometimes it's... No, I... Or is it looking well, back now that you... Looking yeah. back now, I was treated like a slave and Peter was in later years when he went back. He was treated the same. Um, and we, we, we never got nothing off her for it. You know, if... Oh, I'd, I'd say to her, can I have some money for some sweets? Because you've asked, you're not getting. But if we didn't ask, we wouldn't get. You see the problem, you Did know... Did this cause big resentment with your stepbrother? It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. But today, what he's doing now is his fault. Yeah? Even though he is a copper. Um, one of them uh, plastic coppers. Though, oh, yeah. Know? One of P the... PCO. Yeah, yeah. PCSO. So he won't have anything to do with me because he says he can't, which is a load of shite. Uh, because I have my record. Well, I've been out of trouble now nine years, plus the eight-year, two-month I did in prison. So I've yeah. been out of trouble 17 years. So Since I, you were about 40. 45 when I, uh, I think I was. Oh, yeah, in my 40s when I committed the offence. Uh, 2005. Good. What we in now, 2022. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. But yeah, I've got just nothing but horrendous uh, memories of being beat and being scared stiff. And then going to school and having all this anger inside me. Yeah. And then other kids would start trouble, and then I would just take it out on them. So violence begets violence. So I became violent with other kids. They'd call me for clothes I had on. Um, my mother Were you wasn't not dressed. I wasn't dressed like no. I was dressed. The, put it this way: I made the mistake of saying, "Oh, my mum goes to jumbo sales and gets that awesome jumbo." After that, they tried calling me Jumbo Street Kid. Jumbo Sale Kid or whatever it was, some yeah. nickname. I went mental. I've never had a nickname, only half in here. That's the only one I put up with. Um, <laughs> that's the only one I put up with, yeah. I never had a nickname. Um, so they tried this uh, um, Jumbo Street Kids. So I, I started kicking off, even at six or seven, I was a little tear away. I'd fight kids nine, ten, I wouldn't care um, if they was picking on me. And then I'd be classed as a troublemaker, always in trouble. Um, but I never said anything to the staff. I never said, you know, they, they never asked. They just say, oh, he's in trouble again, right? Stay after school or whatever. They, they didn't try and find a reason. Why. Now, do you know now? Well, not now, because schools have gone soft, haven't they? But now, you know, myself, and I'm sure there's loads of people like me out there. If you, you know, if I were a teacher and you were in my class and you were troublesome, I, I'd be thinking, why is this lad? like this you know what but then you know I, I do you ever think back it might be difficult for you because of where you were because you were that person but i think back to kids i was with school with and people i've grown up with who were different to me and might have been troublesome or classed as naughty wondering what sort of child well, my dad would say to me uh, if i went home and said all oh, such and such a kids are picking on me he said don't come here morning he said, it's on once and ask questions later. And then I'd go have a fight with someone, he'd, he'd get told by at school and he'd batter me. Did he get punished if, I'd get if puni trouble come home from yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, but I didn't care because I'd get battered for nothing anyway. So I, I'd, be, I'd be like, at school, and it could be anything, some kid had made some crack remark and then I'd kick right off um, or they'd be bullying somebody. And I didn't like that either. I hated bullies, I always have. Um, I'm going to ask you something now that we, that we talked about a bit before. You know, all the fights you've ever had, 
other than the lad you said you regretted with the firework incident, yeah. where you'd like levered someone who'd done nothing wrong, yeah. Um, did it always come to your door? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, it did. It was he. It was either they said something, or they offered me out, or they underestimated me, or they wanted what I had. They were trying to tax me, or whatever it was. Yeah, they they started it first, and I always finished it, and I was good at it. You know, there's just no no two ways about is it. Is it. That, I know I asked you in the twenty question, what makes a fighter? Is it? I think it was I had the art of a lion. Um, even though, even with my dad, he'd beat me. And I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't show any like. I just, I just used to take it. And then I, I used to even from about eight or nine, I used to think my time will come. My time will come. And it did when I was thirteen. And the worm turned. And I was six foot one at thirteen. And wow. he'd not seen me for nineteen for nine months because I refused to go from the because I got put back in care did, when I was. When you say you got put back, did did you refuse to live at home? No, I went. I went committing crime, nicking nicking yeah. money. I went to Blackpool, always going Blackpool, stealing money. My stepmother said, "You're the only kid I know who can make his way to Blackpool and come back." How with old were you then? Ten. Nine, How did you get ten. to Blackpool? I used to sneak on the coach. I used to sneak on the coach uh, or the bus. I used to just sneak on the bus, or I'd ask someone, uh, "Can can he can I have some money to get up?" For bus fare, did, and yeah. I'd just keep asking and asking until I had enough for the bus fare. You're starting to, you know, uh, you've seen the interviews I've done with Lee Marvin. Did did you have a feeling of worthlessness or anything? Because he he said, you know, he, he felt incredibly worthless that he didn't belong in society. Or did you sort of, did you have sort of a, an independence? I was very independent. Yeah, I, I mean, because I had to be, like I said, I fed myself. I weren't getting fed very well at home, so I'd go out and steal. All right, I shouldn't have stole, but I couldn't exactly go and do a five-to-five job, could I? No. But having said that, I did used to try and wash cars, but it, I used to think, oh, this is a waste of time for what you get at the end of it. Yeah. I'm better off just nicking it or going in Asda and nicking a meat and potato pie, which I used to be good at. Uh, but Nicky, me. Do you know? Do you know what, Tony? Uh, thieving, thieving. But at the end of the day, if you're stealing food because you're hungry, uh, I don't know, mate. Well, it was easy in them days, so I got away with it most of the time. And when I did get caught, the best thing was uh, either my dad or my stepmother would come to the police station. I, they never put you in cells them days because you were too young, and I'd yeah. be in a little interview room. Yeah. And they'd come walking in, and it'd be like butter wouldn't melt. Oh, why are you why are you stealing? You know you only have to ask. Oh, you know why why are you stealing, Tony? You know you only have to. Ask. I used to think. Did you protest or did you no, just, I just used in to your head? In my head, then what a load of shite. They never said anything. I just said, uh, get home, take me beating, back out, doing whatever I could to get more food. And what happened when you were thirteen, mate? Well, let me just say I got put in care when I was ten. Yeah. By the courts until I was eighteen, which is that is that, that like was, a yeah like that a was, guardianship that was, type thing? Yeah, I was put in care until I was uh, an adult uh, by the courts, and my dad come down to Blackpool courts and said, "There's nothing I can do." And I said to him, I looked him directly in the eye, and I went, "Good, good, I'm glad. I don't want you to do anything." So I went back into the care system, which I thrived in it. it was, was your brother still in it? No, my brother was at home on his own. Were you worried about him? I was, yeah, but he, he went through his own hell. But luckily he got out of that and went to live with Jean, the woman who looked after him when he was young and he was with her till she died. Bless. Uh, she was, yeah, she was an angel. Anyway, 13, I was in uh, St. Joseph's, best home I've ever been in. I love that place, Nantwich, Cheshire. St. Joseph's, it was the best home I'd ever been in. Why were you so far away from... Well, Farmworth. they just put you wherever they put you. It was, a, it was an hour on train. I used to get on crew train station on a Friday, get the train home, back home. Mind my stepsister, Charlotte, who I love to bits. Um, and uh, my dad would drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's when the abuse used to happen. But there's one particular day, he come home Sunday, and I think Peter was home. And he, he, he hurt Peter. And I said, I've had enough of this. He said, oh, you're a man now, are you? A little boy trying to be a man. 
and I levered 10 fucking balls at him. I kicked the shit out of him. At 13? 13, yeah. I kicked the living crap out of him. And I still, to this day, that's the happiest day of my life. I can't help it. I levered him, and I was so proud. I thought, that'll teach. And I said, you ever touch my brother again? And I will kick your head in every time I Did said it. it. And he never lift a finger again after that. Listen, people might not think that's a... But, you know... I don't think anyone would be very critical of that at all, mate. No. Um, did... I don't know whether... Is your dad still alive now? No. Did you have anything to do with him after your childhood? Uh, yeah. Yeah, up until I started... Well, up until I went to Strangeways when I was 20 and started taking heroin. First yeah. time. First drug I'd ever used was in Strangeways. Yeah. was heroin. And after that, when I got out, I started de wheeler dealing, learning the dealing bit. Yeah. Started taking heroin, so I cut contact for 20 years yeah. or more. And it, all he ever used to say to me, oh, you're only coming round for what you can get. I didn't need nothing off him, never wanted nothing off him, yeah? So I used to think, ah, oh, so I just fucked him off in the end. Did, did you ever sort of forgive him? No, Peter, as I haven't, no. Not even to this day, I've not forgiven him, no. Are you at peace with that decision? Yeah. Yeah, he's dead now. You know now. what I mean, don't you? Yeah. I'll never forgive him, no. Because of the violence he inflicted onto me. On your brother. Made me violent. And it's made my brother... It's, he, he still has mental health issues to this day because of it. You live with your brother, don't I you? I live with my brother, yeah. And even to this day he suffers severe mental health issues. He's not been out for two years. He suffers severe anxiety. Um, yeah, it, it's not good. So let's go back to 13. You've levered your dad, which, you know, it sort of protected your brother. Did your criminal... Was it just violence then, weren't it? Your it early just, years was Yeah, all... no, it was just violence, um, fighting. I think my first ever criminal offence for vi violence was an accident. I was throwing stones at the signs and one went over the sign and hit someone in the face, so that's my first ever assault charge. But it was an accident. Yeah. But I got done with assault, so that was my first one. What, what, how old were you when you first went to prison? Uh, 1977. I was born in 61. 16 then? 16. Ju I went juvenile? To, yeah, juvenile. I went to um, Risley. It were mixed then. They had, used to have a female part, which was... Quite entertaining, I'll tell you. Did you see the females? Yeah, you used to have a square bars like that, and you could put your head through the bars and look to. They used to be airlifting the tops up. You see now, now because of political correctness <laughs> and that, they do. There, there is still some mixed prisons. However, there's no way that you're ever seen a lass. No. no. Well, they used to show the boobs to. So, as a 16-year-old lad, was that a bit of? Um... Well, yeah, I think. I, I see. I was very naive as a kid. Although, I did get abused sexually in a children's home when I was about 12 to 13, but luckily it was a female who was abusing me. Well, I didn't look at it as abuse. I thought it was great, yeah? It was all right, you know? But I'm just glad it weren't Mr. Hoof. You know, the big beard yeah. guy, he was all right. <laughs> I was just glad it weren't him, you, but Mr. Hoof was all right. How you've said that, you, you look, didn't look at it as abuse. How, how do you view that now? Well, from what everyone can tells me who's, who's, who's qualified said, yeah, it was abuse. But I looked at it as she trained me up. You know, <laughs> I'm not laughing for that. You know, there'd be people- I still can't look at all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm laughing because you said that, Tony, how, how you've said it. I completely understand where you're coming from. Other people, people in power, you know. Well, I was, I was 12. It was a, a children's home in Whitefield um, called Pilkington House. 1972, I think I went out, something like that. Um, oh, about 74, something like that. And they used to bath you on a Sunday. I was naive, man. I didn't have a jar of glue. So when they say it's bath night, you'd go in bath, I'd take strip off, jump in bath. And there was a, a girl there who was 15 who'd bath you, and I didn't know that you should have kept your undies on, so I didn't care anyway. This 
particular female member of staff didn't make any beans that I'd not put my undies on. I stood up, she was washing me, and then she washed where a certain part were, which I didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously, yeah? Yeah, you, you don't have to go into details, mate. <laughs> oh, you can cut that. We're all, no, not at all. We're all men together, <laughs> it, yeah? It happened, it happened. And I, I was like, oh, yeah. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. It's natural. Anyway, a few weeks later, it happened again, and it kept happening. And then she actually performed an act. Which I was like, wow, but I liked it, yeah, it was all right, you know. And, and then it went on for a year and a half, that went on for, no one knew. No one yeah. knew nothing. I used to be like that down the, down the corridor on my hands and knees. Yeah, and she slept over. Because in them days, the night staff would have their own room. And I had my own bedroom. So the whole landing would be locked down at night, about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, I'd be doing me Rambo down to her bedroom looking on the... Right, listen, up. Let, let me run this by you while you're talking about this. Yeah, uh, and we're both smiling. The, the thing is, and, and I, th I think this is like society as a whole, if you'd have been a lass and she'd have been a fella, people would have been like, you know, what a beast or whatever, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, it would have been. But quite often when it's a lass with a younger lad... See, I was too volatile to be abused by a man because I was just no. What what I mean is, male abusers, you know, rightly so, get labelled beasts and the like. However, lasses who abuse, I don't think it's taken as serious. But even though you know, as a young lad, you're like, well, hey. Well, if it had been a male member of staff, I probably would have hunted him down by now and done him in, probably. But. I've no animosity to her. I, I don't feel bad. But I know for a fact if it was Mr. Roof, it would have been a different story because yeah. he was an alright member of staff. He used to bath me as well. But he had a he was a motorbiker, he had a big gruff beard, you know, proper beard. Um I'll tell you you just worked there. Was it there? Or was it another home? Mr. Cooper. And he was Tommy Cooper's brother. Really? Yeah. Well what was he like? He was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I used to say, you look like Tommy Cooper. He said, the secret's in the name. What's my name? I said, Mr. Cooper. He said, bingo. And I went, what? <laughs> yeah. Really? Tommy Cooper. So he, he was in the care business. He was in the care business, Tommy Cooper's brother. Um, yeah, Mr. you remember Cooper. him he fondly. Was, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I have no... It's only one member of staff from St. Joseph's. He was the, the gym staff. Um, Officer, not officer. Yeah, whatever. Whatever he was. He was yeah. a, Mr. Lampard. He was a cockhead. Him. I was 15, and he he he'd, he'd fight me, and he was, he was like I was an adult. Um, but he had his hands full because if I got chance when he was not expecting it, I'd pick up a spade and chase him around the bloody path. With and would you use it on him? Yeah, if I'd have caught him, but he was faster than me. But yeah, I used to chase chase him with a bloody spade from. Uh, when we did the rural science. So, you've been locked up as a young offender. Yes. Did you learn out, you know, what? what well, I, I, it was just, like, just like, it, it was like a glorified children's home. No, when I first got into Strangeway, into Risley, I heard this scouser's voice on landing. I thought, fucking hell. But I'd seen it in children's home gobshites, you know. Um, and he was the mouth of the wing, the scouser. I don't know his name. And I thought, oh, we're going to butt heads, definitely, yeah. So it was a few days before he finally got his way around to me and he said, I want some backy off you on payday. I said, oh dear. I said, okay. Anyway, I found out what cell he was in. Just walked into his cell, he turned around, I just grabbed his head. And he, I remember he had a tash and I just started chewing on his tash, like, <laughs> biting his face and... I kicked his head in anyway, no screws found out, sorry about that. But well, that's fine. In them days, it was not obvious. Did, did you know, at that time, what you were, as it were? No, I just knew I liked fighting, um, and I didn't like gobshites, bully boys, and he was. And I thought, he, he's asked for it. I never got any more trouble on that wing then, after that. So I did, it was only there three months. 
and then I went to court. Got sent back to St. Joseph's um, two years after I'd left, but it didn't work out because I was 17 and I wasn't... You have a different attitude, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Even if you haven't been in the prison system, you know, as a sort of 13, 14, 15, you know, when you get 17... Well, when I left St. Joseph's, I was... I was there's three units. There's Wilcox, Barry, Finbar. I was cock at unit, Finbar, when I left. Now, when I went back there at 17, obviously, I was two years older than any of the kids there, but they were still trying to trying it on. And the minute I retaliated to cock at school, yeah. they put me back in Risley. That, that, there is a problem still now, isn't there, with care? You know, up to 16, you know, we, we sort of class people as kids and we look after them. Then after that, it's... Well, I went back on home. On your own. I went back home. And it was all right. We uh, did? Yeah. And had what happened when you were 13? Yeah, he, we, there was no way that... Treat you. Yeah, there was no way any of that was happening because he knew I'd leather him. So I just had to put up with his uh, racist and um, homophobic, misogynistic, bloody sexist behaviour, which he was. Was your stepmom still there? Yeah. Did you get on any better with her? Well, we, it, yeah, it was all right, but I still knew that there was favouritism for Charlotte and Richard, yeah. which were her proper children, me and Peter weren't, yeah? So I, I, still, I, I sort of got used to that. Um, but it was all right living at home. I'd go do my own thing, yeah? If I got in trouble, I got in trouble, which yeah. um, I did in 1981. I had a few other uh, things for theft. Um, because I was good at thieving, you know, shoplifting and stuff, nicking. I used to nick bottles of whiskey by the bagful and then sell them to my mate who owned the Wellington pub. And he'd be raffling them every week. <laughs> he'd be raffling these bottles of uh, whiskey um, that I'd nick. What did you he'd get him? That, he'd say, in the end, yeah, in the end, he'd say, I've got, I've got too much. <laughs> I can't buy any more, I've got too much. So, yeah, I used to... And that used to be in the beer money to get out for night. Um, and then, and I used to do door at Christmas for him. That was that was good. I I used to just, clip, just tell clip. tell people what Farmworth were like then. Farmworth was all right, but I mean, I made I made it. I I sort of started dealing heroin there for, and amphetamine. I was one of the first ones to start doing it. Um. But yeah, I. I when I came out of prison in the 80s, I'd moved from Farmworth and I was living with my then son's mother. Um, she didn't even know I was an heroin addict. Really? I kept it secret for four years. How'd you do that? With great difficulty, but I did it. Uh, she knew I was on methadone, but that's smoking or mainlining? I was smoking it then. Um, I did end up mainlining, um, which was bad. Uh, but yeah, that, that that gets me to my 20s, and then I was in a pub. Um, I'd had a fracas with this lad. Did you drink? I drunk, yeah. Did that make you worse? Or, again, no, if I it didn't comes drink, to you... I, I, yeah, I didn't drink so that I were vulnerable, um, but I'd drink. Did you, did, you, did you actually think about that? By this time, had you got a reputation, so if you went out for a drink down Farmworth, you might have a couple of three pints, but at the back of your mind, you're thinking... Well, yeah, but I mean... Uh, it was very rare people who knew me who'd caused trouble. It was always those that had come from other areas that didn't know me, yeah. that the trouble would start. Um, but like I say, when I got this done, the six lads that was with this lad that did this... Yeah. Um, was in the pub the week later when I walked in looking for this guy with a, with a hammer after he'd bit my ear off. He wouldn't come back to that town. He never, I never saw him again after that. But the lad said, are we okay still coming to the town? And I said, well, you didn't start, you didn't join in. As far as I'm concerned, you had nothing to do with it. If you'd have joined in, that would have been a different story, but they didn't. So it was just me and this one guy fighting. Um, and that was a good fight. That was probably one of the hardest fights I've ever had in my life. That's when that happened. Can you still remember this? Oh, I can remember it word for word, day, step for step. Really? Mm hmm Yeah. Did, 
Here's a question for you. Did... I'm gonna, I'm gonna word it. So you've got reputation. You know you can fight. Yeah. I didn't walk you, around like ten men. No, this is what this is what I wanted to know. No, I did didn't. you walk in places and sort of want people to fear you? No. Or no, I was, I was always like the silly one, the one joking, the, the you know, sat having a laugh, uh, smoking weed. Or so whatever. did most of the trouble come from people who didn't know you? Yeah, yeah. This guy was from Salford. And he was a he was a semi-professional boxer. He only drank orange juice. I think we was after time, so it was like one o'clock at night. I'd yeah. had a few beers, so I was quite drunk. Yeah. And I bumped into a, a one of his mates, and I said, "Oh fuck me, mate! What's what you doing, you dickhead?" Just said that, and next thing, I seen well, a fist hit me in the face from snipered me. I, I didn't go down or, you know, obviously I reacted, but I turned straight and we started fighting. And it was a good old scrap, yeah? We was punching heck out of each other, but I ended up getting the better of him and smashing his head on the floor. But I was knackered, yeah? Luckily, I've just done three years in jail and I've been in the gym, so I was quite fit. If I'd not done that three years in the gym, he would have won. No, no, no two ways about it, he would have won. But I had the stamina to keep up with it. Well, I went out of the pub. Obviously, I was bleeding profusely. My mate was saying, oh, you need to go to hospital. You need to go to hospital, all right, I'll go. Uh, and then he came out, but he came up behind me, grabbed the back of my head, pulled my head back and bit me ear. I ripped me ear and then turned to start again. And he, they got off and I went to hospital. Hospital stitching my ear up. Yep. 22 stitches I had. They said, oh, we can do plastic surgery on that. I'll never forget what I said. I said, are you mad? I've earned that. Are you not touching that? I've earned that. Really? <laughs> yeah, so any any regrets on that front? Not really. It's part of a war wound, isn't it? I've got tons of them. Yeah, I've got man. war wounds all over the place. Yes, mate. This is what I always see about people in prison. A lot of lads, when they come in prison, whatever haircut, they always end up with short hair. And... Although not necessarily everyone could fight like you could fight, they are all, you know, scars. Well, you're not you gonna, know. you're not gonna have fights and not. And, if, I you, mean, if you're involved in criminality, you're gonna have been involved in violence, whether you're on your winning losing side, yeah. aren't you? And you're gonna carry them scars, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I was in the criminal when I was at the art of dealing drugs. It's a dangerous game. You know, you had people coming through your doors. You had people trying to tax you. Ex explain that for people. Well, when you say coming through your doors and trying to tax you. Well, when you're dealing drugs, yeah, if you're successful at it and you're doing well, other people hear about it, so they go mob-handed through your front door and try and take what... And that's happened twice to me. And the, the first time it happened... I got seriously hurt. I was hit five times on the head with an hammer, but I still fought back. And the guy still was shouting, I can't get the hammer off him, I can't get the hammer off him. The other guy attacked my brother with a machete. I got him back nine years later in Strangeways on Kate, on high wing, H wing, or high wing, one of them. Got him back. He come walking over like butter wouldn't melt in him out. All right, Tony, how you doing? Really? The last time I saw him was when he'd come through my door trying to tax me, yeah? Yeah. And it give my brother a nasty scar, I just I kicked his head in. I just, I just head-butted him, started fighting. It, it, when, he's on IPP now, funny enough. When, when I got when I go out, he said, oh, I don't want any trouble. I, I, I don't want any trouble. Is that done once you've done it? Yeah, I was happy. Nine years after he'd done it, that happened. I got him back. So, yeah. Um, that's just what happened. But yeah, I, I, I've never really wanted trouble, but if you're in them circles and you're dealing drugs, then that's par for the course. If someone wants to come through your door, and I had it happen in Wivenshaw as well, six of them uh, came through my door and I fought them off on my own, luckily. I, I, I managed, my brother managed to shut, shut the door and said, oh, coming through your door so I fought them off but having said that fast forward to 2005 and I'm on B-Wing and on the threes 
I've seen a lad blonde there coming walking up the landing. He was one of the six. He just did a complete U-turn, walked back to the office, never saw him again. You see, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, in criminal circles, if you're going to prison, you're going to meet people you know, associates, acquaintances, but you're also going to bump into people uh, who you're not necessarily going to get I can hold my head up in any jail. That's, well, that's the only thing I can put my hand on my heart. I can hold my head up in any jail. And that's that's what I'm happy about. I'm going to ask something now, just, just to drop that in, although it comes later. Other than strange ways, the toothpaste incident, have you ever assaulted uh, a prison officer, prison member of staff, or ever had bother with prison staff? Well, I've never assaulted a member of staff. I've been assaulted a few times by, well, I don't know if you call these prison staff. I've never mentioned this to you. I forgot about this. In 1979, this is after Risley, yeah. I got done for assault. Just a normal assault, and in '79 they had what's known as um, short, sharp shock detention centres. Yeah. And I went to a detention centre, and I was 20. Is it like boot camp? Yeah, boot camp. Yeah. Anyway, I gets in this detention centre, and I, there's, there's a white line. Now the officers didn't say you can't cross that white line; it was just there. And then they say to you, "Oh, sign for your property." So obviously, you step forward, you sign for your property. Next thing, this fist just come, bump, in my nose. Staggered back, my nose didn't bleed it, didn't it? Because it was already knackered anyway from me. And I, and I just stood there. But from that moment on, I thought, I'm not having this. So I fought the system. I didn't assault staff, but I wouldn't do what I was told. They said, oh, you've got to do circuit training. Well, they can't force you to do a press. No, of course they, you can't. They tried. I mean, the, the, the fear, old, gym it? officer tried. Yeah, fear. And I, I spent, I, I mean, I was only there three months and I spent 56 days of that in the block getting battered by the officers every day. And I used to, they'd come in, have you learnt your lesson? I'd say, you call that a beating? I said, my dad used to do better than that when I was five. I said, come on, put some effort into it. And they'd do it again and I'd be like that, hitting myself. Then they'd come back, have you learnt your lesson? Fuck off, do one, and I wouldn't fight back. I'd just let them do what they wanted. And they'd, you know, they'd leave my face alone, mainly body punches and stuff like that, and twisting me up and all, and bouncing me off the wall. But I still wouldn't do my circuit. I still wouldn't do uh, cleaning. <laughs> one of the punishments they gave me, there was a big, massive, long corridor at New Old DC where I went. And they wanted me to clean it with a toothbrush. So they said, right, start there and work your way up. And they just left me alone. And then about an hour later, they come back and I was still in the same place. I'd not even dipped the toothbrush in the bucket. So obviously they dragged me up to the block again. Then they started punishing the lads. Oh. Yeah. So you're not complaining. So if you're not going to comply, the rest of them are going to get Sorry it. Sorry about that. No, it's all right, mate. You have looked, Tony. We're not... Uh... It's all right. Oh, it's my Asda order. They've had two substitutes. Peter's going to freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they decided that they'd punish the lads instead, um, which didn't go down very well. So Did that come back on you? Well, they tried to, yeah, they tried to. Um, there was a... An inmate, I don't know if you call them inmates then, because it wasn't really a prison. It was locked, you was locked in, yeah. you couldn't get out, so it was like a prison. Um, I was in the shower, completely bollocked, naked, and this guy came in and he said, You better start doing this, or we're not getting this, we're not getting that. And I said, Well, what are you going to fucking do about it? And he said, I'll show you. Next thing, bump, 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 bump. I just battered him. Went down the corridor with my tower on me and said, Boss, you better take me back to that cell because I've just battered that knobhead. So they dragged me back in, so and I never... I got released from block, but best thing were, they put me... They said they kept coming in saying, Oh, you know, we can take you back to court and the courts can give you another three months, up to six months, so you'll do another three months. I said, well, David, I don't give a fuck. I couldn't care less. Tom, when you look back on this now, 
because a lot, a lot of punishments are punitive, aren't they? How we treat people, you know, that is not to get the best out of people, is it? No. To treat them like that. Well, they, they drew First Blood, that's why I love that film, First Blood. First Blood. Yeah, they drew yeah first it is blood. one of my favourite films. They drew First Blood, yeah. He punched me on that white line. If he just said, don't cross the white line, I wouldn't have crossed the white line, I would have signed for my problem, and I would have conformed. But he punched me in the face, and after that, I weren't having none of what they were saying. They so, do. even though you didn't give it out to them? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I could have. You I weren't going to... Uh, I just it, weren't conforming. I wouldn't go to school. I wouldn't do the classes. I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't do anything. In fact, I was the only one who was sat in a table on my own in the dining room, because they'd have a big dining room. And they used to, on a Sunday, they'd play top, the top 40 tunes. That was one thing they stopped, because of me. They wouldn't play the top four, and they said, you can thank this lad for that. You know, and there'd be a room full of cons. You can thank this lad for that. Um, and they don't. Can you, right, you're obviously a tough lad, Tony. You've grown up, your background, um, although not surprised, mate, is shocking. And I never told you what the governor said, though, when they tried to get me to go back to court. The governor said, nah, get him out of the place. And then years later, Peter went to the same DC... And they went, oh, you're not like your brother, are you? He went, no, 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 Peter just couldn't. What I'm going to ask you, though, you're obviously a tough lad. You know, KK, bless her, said you had a tough childhood and upbringing. How do you think the treatment you got would have affected someone not as strong as you? Because a lot of lads wouldn't be able to take that, would they? Beatings, what? ritual beatings. Yeah, ritual beatings. I don't know. Well, Peter took it, didn't he? But now he suffers severe mental health. So it, it, it's you either go one way or the other. You either tough or not, or you don't. People don't. need to understand that, though, don't they? Because there's a lot of this. He's a bad prisoner. Yeah, he did this. He did that. You have to look. When at I did, when I did my, uh, they, they actually did a psychopathy test. What's that mean? It's a psychology report that they do for violent offenders. Right. Um, now, I, I had, this were the options that, that, that was open to me. I was either going to go to Grendon, which they wanted me to Therapeutic do. Therapeutic community. Yeah, which is like years. Um, Franklin, severe personality disorder. Wow, unit, did they want to put a, you on there? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, but the, the, the psychologist was on my side. 10 years, like five year waiting time on the yeah, wing, yeah. 10 year doing the course, and yeah. then you might get out five years, so you're talking 15, 20 years yeah. that you'd be in for. But anyway, I did this psychopathy test, and he said, no, you, you've not got a superior personality disorder at all. He said, that, no. He said, you've got empathy. You've got feelings. You know what's right and wrong. You don't hurt no one who you don't think deserves it. Is this a psychologist saying yeah. this? He said, so really, what I'm saying is you're not a psychopath, or not quite a psychopath. Yeah. And I said, well, what makes the difference? He said, because you've got empathy for others. You know, you show, like I cry, I, I cry at um, certain programs, you know. Oh, don't even start. Our lass and my daughter absolutely <laughs> take the piss out of me. You know, anything, anything like that. If, if a kid gets hurt, I can't Oh, it. mate. You know, I can't You're right. Well, this, this is what, you know what? All right, tough lad growing up fighting. People have to look, you know, what, what's happened in people's lives. That I mean, that psychologist, I have no love for psychologists, me. However, that psychologist probably saved your life. That is another squeeze, isn't it? Well, Recognising. He, he recognised, he said, yeah, you're a violent offender. And he said, it's learnt behaviour. He said, the reason you're violent and the way you are is because of your upbringing. He said, it's learnt behaviour. You learnt how to be violent because you was treated violently and you was good at it. So because you was good at it, it got you what you needed to be protected, to protect your brother, to protect your loved ones. So you're not making excuses, are you? Well, I don't, I don't know if I am. No, you're not. There, there, you know, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. You can only be... Do you know what, Tony? Um, I think we're going to leave it there today. I okay. think that is a very poignant place to stop but I'm, well, I'm exactly the same as you mate yeah i don't want to hurt anybody nowadays you know i just want to get on with things and i'm 60 years old now so I, anyone who starts with me really they're, they're cowards and you can still go back to prison for yeah, life yeah i can still and yeah i could still go back to prison for life and if it, if it was me or them you know i don't want to
Thanks for your honesty, Tony. Tony, next time we will we will we'll get to the point his IPP sentence. We'll talk about the IPP sentence, uh what a struggle it was. Still um, is. Still is, even seventeen years on. From when I like I said, I was one of the first ones to get it. I never ever met an IPP prisoner who had a start date before mine. That was my claim to fame. That was one yeah, thing so that was quite. Like, it came out April first. It's almost a joke in itself, but no joke. No, I, ca I came out. Do you, do you, no, I went in April. I went. It came out April the fourth, two thousand and five. Yeah. I committed my offence May the first, two thousand and five. I was given a three-year, two-month tariff. I did eight-year, two-month because of the five-year waiting yeah. time to do the violent offender course um, at Challenge Wood, um, which I, you know took. I spent four years in Strangeways waiting to go there. Um, but yeah, other than that, it, I've just got on with it. But I'm getting to the part now where. The probation... You just want it off your back, don't I just, you, mate? Yeah, I think I've earned it. I've, to, I've told Tony there's a March, I think it is next month. I don't know whether I'll be able to go with family circumstances. People who've been campaigning for the loved ones, some of them, you know, I know a few lasses whose brothers died on IPP in prison years ago and they're still campaigning. Hopefully, at some point, some will recognise... Well, there's, this. I know there's guys in there who've been in there now 12, 13 years. One guy for threats to kill. But because he can't do courses, the, and he's probably still into drugs or doing, he's still doing. You'd, bits you'd lose the will though. You've got no light end at all, no. have you? If There's I, no earliest release date. I day. think if I went back to jail now, um, it would make me more dangerous. Because you'd just think, fuck it. Fuck it. If they're going to lock me up for life, then you might as well do something to make it worth life. Because what I did was wrong, yeah. What I did, I shouldn't have done what I did. The offence was violence. and But I think I've suffered now for that. I think I've done my time for that. 17 years they've had their hand on me now for. Tony, again, thank you very much for your time. And he, he was, he was one, he came knocking at my door. I didn't knock on again. his door. Brought it to you, didn't he? He knocked on my door. Listen, mate, okay. it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your honesty. Uh, I'm glad you're in touch with your family. We'll get back to that because we only made it to, we didn't make it to now, like where I've met all my sisters from my, what my mother had after me. Sunday, as you watch this, following Sunday, then we'll do the IPP and family get together, yeah? Yeah, where I met all my sisters. I had five sisters I didn't know about. Wow. Yeah. Jobs are good, and mate. And I'm in touch with all of them. I need to bring tissue next time, probably, don't I? <laughs> See ya. Thanks I for coming. I didn't know I would... Um, here's, that, right, here's that thing. This is, this is what I'll show you about the IPP that probation don't know about. I don't know if I've got two copies, but... That's what you've got to... Get. But it's all there. And part of it is about probation. Yeah. Do you want that copper? I'll have a look. Well, I'm, I'm going to, to sign off you? now. Do you, yeah. do you any parting words? Yeah, if, I, if anyone's still got a grudge after all this time, I hope they forgive me for any of me shit back in the day, because I'm not like that now. I'll see you. I'll see you and bye, yeah.